Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody. This is Terry Gillen, and our show is The Unbeaten Path. With me for this show, I have Janet. And uh, say hello, Janet, if you like. Hello, Janet, if you like. I am. Can you hear me? (laughs) We can hear you just fine. Thanks for having me today, Terry. Yeah, good. So I'm very excited about today's show because this is a topic that uh, gets a lot of attention and questions when I start teaching or doing events. And I believe it's something that you and I have worked with, right? With with your own stuff? Yes, so, correct. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's a good thing for us to uh, for the two of us to work with. Uh, so our show today is about emotions versus feelings, and the the reason for this is because we tend to confuse the two. We treat them like they're the same thing, and this can create a lot of havoc in our lives. And so. Uh, we're going to kind of clarify what is the difference. Does it really matter which one you uh, you pay attention to? You know, um, I believe it does. <laughs> so I believe you're right. We're just, <laughs> so we're just going to kind of dive into it a little bit. Um, so when it comes to emotions versus feelings, what did you feel when we first started talking about that? Was that a little confusing for you? Yeah, it was. It really was, Terry. And, you know, like most people, I think they're kind of the same thing. But um, there's more to this. So I'm really happy we're having this conversation today. Nice. I think it'll be good. Yeah. So for me, the the way that I learned about this, you know, I'm a redhead by nature. And so uh, I was a tad emotional in my youth. <laughs> <laughs> a little dramatic. And uh, so around 25, I found the man who would be my mentor. And uh, he was very strict, very hardcore with the spiritual teachings, especially if he believed that you were someone who was meant to be a leader. And so he would really, really push to get the point across. And so um, I kind of joke about him breaking me like you break a horse. You know, and that's what needed to happen because I was just out of control with the emotions and I didn't know the difference between emotions and feelings. I thought it was all one thing. And when this is the case, we really can't seem to find peace because peace lies in the absence of emotions. We cannot feel our true feelings if we're letting emotions take center stage. So the difference between emotions and feelings is emotions are like that spike on the graph of what you're experiencing. You know, feelings are kind of something that develops and becomes stronger and it's not erratic. It's very uh, kind of constant. You know, I have most people who know me know that I have these two dogs that are just, you know, my sun, moon, and stars. And uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I look at them, they evoke feelings from me, right? Every time that I look at them, I feel joy. I feel love. I feel like I just want to hug them. Yeah. <laughs> There's just that <laughs> feeling, and it's consistent. Every time I look at them, 
you know, even when they drag the garbage all over the house, I still look at them and I may, you know, shake my finger and talk very sternly. But I still love them and I think, well, maybe I shouldn't have been gone so long. You know, that's why they got in the garbage or yeah. something. Um, and so the feelings are things that are always there no matter what, Right. And they're very calm. They're not spiky. They're not erratic. So, you know, and not all feelings are necessarily good. You know, there there have been people in my life that until I did some healing work, the feeling that I had towards them was one of, of hurt or anger. You know, now anger is one of those things that can be emotion or can be a feeling. Hmm. So... I had to put a lot of thought into this show because it's hard to really help people understand the difference. And sometimes there are things that that can be kind of both. And so, right. for instance, you know, there was a business deal that that happened a few years ago that I really, over and over again, just really got clobbered. Um, I was coming from integrity, and I don't know that the other person meant to not be coming from integrity. Who knows? But it really demolished me over and over again financially and put my work back by several years and that kind of thing. And so there, in the heat of the moment, there were emotions that I had to get a handle on. There was anger and rage and, you know, just grr, right? And hurt. Yes. Hurt was a big one disappointment, that kind of thing. Disappointment, yeah. Right? And then I had to separate, okay, which are the emotions and which are the feelings? Because the emotions are like a roller coaster, erratic, they pass, they come, they go, they whatever. The feelings are what really need to be worked on because they're what's actually happening inside of us, inside of our heart. Emotions are kind of the brain and feelings are kind of the heart. So interesting. That's very interesting. And if you, um, because I've also heard the opposite of that. Emotions are more body focused. Feelings are more mind. And maybe it's how do we separate that? But you know, I think yes, it's just like anything else. We have to find our own definition of what the different words mean. Mm-hmm. Because some people consider feelings emotions. They think they're one and the same when they talk about them. Yes, But if you really get to the, okay, I'm really looking at this, right, then emotions are, the way I was taught, anyway, emotions are learned responses. So when somebody, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic, if you were raised in some families, it's immediately the finger and yelling and screaming. And some Mm -hmm. other families, you know, it may be, well, I don't know why you had to do that and, you know, laying a guilt trip on somebody in a different car. and Or it could just be no big deal at all, you know. It could wreck your day or it could not be anything at all. Or you could just say, wow, go ahead, dude. You clearly need to get where you're going faster than I do. Okay. You know, yeah, right. and so emotions are those spikes that are triggered. And those are learned responses, whether we learn them from our family or society or media or wherever, uh, they're learned. And feelings are what happen very naturally within us having this human experience. I like that. Yeah? I like that. That's 
Yeah, that's yes. That's it's only taken me helpful. since I was 25 to learn how to define it. <laughs> well, <laughs> 27 years. I got it finally. Yay. <laughs> right there with you. Yeah, this so is does all that make more information. sense? It does. It makes a lot more sense. And it's very helpful in the sense that now, how do we learn how to identify? On a, and I'm sure it's through practice and time and mindfulness and understanding, you know, stepping back and before you react to say, okay, how am I going to, how am I going to react? And that to me seems more like emotions. Well, and that was my next little thing on my my bullet points. You know how I do things, just with little a few bullet points, and then just the rest is off yeah. the cuff. But what I've found over the years, just in my own experience of working with people and working with this theory on my own in my own life, is that act- uh, feelings bring about action. Emotions bring about reactions. And so it's that knee-jerk reaction when we are emotional that very often gets us in trouble or creates some kind of right. drama or whatever. So like what you're saying is, is very true. If you can just kind of step back and don't react, kind of allow, allow the emotional aspect to pass. And this is what when people become wise, right? One of the things, one of the biggest things about being a wise person is that you simply learn to let the emotional stuff go first. It, like it, it, one of those farts in the wind. <laughs> I like my farts in the wind. Analogy. <laughs> well, you know, people remember it then. <laughs> so it's just a not so pleasant thing that's going to come and go. So if you can just relax and let the emotion pass and then figure out, okay, what is the action that needs to be taken, if any, on this. Right. And you don't react out of emotion. You get a feeling of, okay, how am I feeling about this really? And is there any action that needs to be taken? That could save one a lot of problematic, potentially problematic situations. Oh, it definitely does. Take it from a a hot-headed redhead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah, and a dago mm-hmm. here on the line. It's right? yeah, it was all it's yeah, you know, just everything is drama and it yeah. has to be. No, and it's much more pleasant when it's not. Now, some people think, well, isn't life boring without the drama? If we don't have our emotions and we don't have anything, but that's because all they've experienced is emotion, 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 and they don't realize that the deep feelings, the really good stuff, doesn't get to, uh, isn't visible or get to be experienced when it's all this emotion on the surface. Right, right. So we actually miss the really, the golden, fabulous, wonderful stuff of life if we don't learn the difference between these two and kind of separate them out. And constantly now, it doesn't mean reacting. you can't ever feel an emotion. It just means being aware. Right. Big difference. Yeah. Because some emotions are fun, right? I mean, yes, they are. There are lots of different emotions that are fun. 
So they're not all bad, just like not all feelings are great. But understanding what they are for what they are is is really pretty important for functioning in a healthy life. So um, that's the trick. (laughs) Now, you have worked with this a little bit in your life since we've been working together. Um, I have, yes. And so what are... What would you say was the difference when you, um, do you remember the first time that you went, oh, my God, that's a feeling, and that's an emotion? Do you remember? Um, I don't. Do you remember? Please refresh my memory. Uh, no, was I don't. It? <laughs> no, uh-uh. <laughs> no. No. I, 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 yeah, I don't remember the first time. I remember a number of, of times um, where I've stopped and said, Okay, you know what? This is not my circus, not my monkeys. I could just walk <laughs> away from this. In, or, right. you know, the social, social media, you know, it can whip you up into a frenzy, but you can just scroll on by or you can get into it um, with people you don't even know and it doesn't even matter um, sometimes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I've, I have found that this has... Um, really come in handy with the raising of my children, with yeah. financial situations, with uh, interacting with other people, with career stuff, just all kinds of every different aspect of life. If you're able to recognize when emotion is popping up and you can, for me, I find, I'll just personal experience, for me, I yeah. find when I find somebody getting very emotional, I make sure to calm that emotional level that that's more towards the surface, and I really focus on my feelings. So I really focus on just being very calm. It's not like I focus on am I happy, am I sad, am I – I don't. I just focus on being very calm as they are having emotional stuff happen. And then right. it doesn't have to affect me. Because I can be a, a body of still water. I don't have to get caught up in the emotion. But our society is one, and there are other societies that are the same way, I'm sure, but our society is one that uh, really feeds on emotion. It's just yes. really a big, big deal here. And, and so it's really easy to get sucked in if you're not purposefully and intentionally maintaining those still waters within and just not choosing to jump into somebody else's emotional pool. So this is how we can keep a clear head. So I know there's been plenty of, plenty of times where even just standing in a line that you feel at the moment is a little too long where they're not providing the level of service that you might expect them to to move the line along. And you, and I have to stop and say, okay, you know, just start a conversation with somebody in the line. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll have an, an interesting story to tell later or affect somebody Hi. else's life in a positive way. So, but yeah, the first reaction, and I don't know, like you say, it's my, it, it, it's learned behavior is to, uh-huh react most of the time it is a learning process right yeah so 
what do you think about, because um, this is one of the areas that I kind of wanted to talk about, was when we're in this society of very emotional stuff, in which at this point our world is becoming more so than ever, you know? Right, yes. um, Emotions Especially are running very high for various different yes. reasons. Yes. And so how do you find – now, I want to – Janet is um, the owner-operator of Canyon Calling Adventures for Women, yes? Did I say that yes, right? Yes, that is true. Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> and we take small groups so, of women all over the world to beautiful places and enjoy nature and do all those activities and wonderful things in the outdoors while supporting women and and um, allowing them an opportunity to kind of rediscover themselves. So this it, so this comes in a lot. While right, I'm on I would tour. think it would Emotions have to versus feelings. Yes, right. And so, do you so realize? Do you realize that by doing the physical activities that you do, that's one of the best ways to get people into their feelings and for them to bypass the emotions? Yes. Yeah, I yep. see it all the time. And I also see it within myself. Not only just the um, natural chemical response to vitamin N, you know, vitamin nature, mm-hmm. um, and right. doing something together that's challenging, um, it is it's very grounding, um, and the feelings are, they just naturally surface. It's not like somebody's going to be stomping up a mountain, yelling at the hikers that are coming, you know, down the mountain because we have to share a path. It's, <laughs> it's usually right. met with, hello, you're having a good day, enjoy the hike, keep going, you can do it. You know, it's a very supportive environment. It's very just, it just right. naturally lends itself to that. Yes. And and so I think um <clears throat> I think it's very interesting because I'd be willing to bet that you must have situations come up where maybe emotions are running high or something and this uh just having this understanding with your tours alone could be or probably is pretty helpful. Because it if is, you can get people into their feelings rather than their emotions, then it there doesn't have to be a ton of talking and there doesn't have to be a whole lot of reliving stuff and it can just kind of shift on its own to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed that emotions will build on other emotions. So mm-hmm. the ability to diffuse emotions and bring people back into just their, um, you know, good feelings is also something that's kind of naturally done on tour also. So I guess what I'm saying is when I'm working, I'm pretty good at this. But when I'm <laughs> in my personal time, I, and I, you know, you, this is really, this is really um, a really great subject right now because I'm just recognizing that the, it, it naturally occurs when I'm working. It does not in my personal life all the time. Mhm. Yeah. And what is the difference between the two? Well, I think because it's, uh, you know, I'm in a hospitality position, and I want to make sure that everybody has the best, the best vacation that they can have, and the, the best experience, and that everybody is um, getting along um, harmoniously. You know, kind of the ambassador of goodwill, and it's just <laughs> keeping everything 
going and the seamless operation and you get to a restaurant they don't have a reservation and you know the opportunity if you have 10 people with you and it's a busy night could be one where emotions could flare but you know it's it's diffuse step back address the situation what can you do that sort of thing um so yeah and is that is that actually is it actually because you are in a leadership position there Yes, I think that's certainly part of it. Um, I like to think I'm in a leadership position in my personal life as well. When I'm well, it's it's a little harder to see it in our own personal life, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is because I'm in a very defined role when I'm working. Right. So I know. Yeah, there's kind of a uh, an internal guidelines that you follow, and that's uh, emotions are not. I mean, certainly happy, um, you know, fun, that sort of thing. Um, uh-huh. yeah, that's, that's always around. Um, but yeah, it is the leadership position at work is definitely a benefit to steer and away I think from also, emotional reaction. I think it's easier when, at least for me, when I'm in a situation where it's kind of more about other people than it is about me, it's so much yeah. easier for me to just go right into that when it's, only about my own life. <laughs> it has taken a lot of uh, it's taken a lot of practice. Now I've I've gotten really good at the emotion versus feeling thing um, in my own life, and that's been incredibly beneficial. Um, but I do know that it's easier to go into it when it's for someone else instead of for myself. So if my kids are freaking out, I can be super calm. You know, because right. they need me to Isn't be, that? and I step out of the emotion. And so because it's that's what they need, it's much easier for me to do. Now, when it's something in my own life, you know, I'm, I'm more likely to get stressed out about it. I'm more likely to move into, you know, fear. Fear is an emotion. Um, and, and just kind of that stressed out, feeling overwhelmed, feeling just not in a great space there's it's almost like there's no accountability when it's just my own life or something i don't know it's just so much easier when it's for somebody else so i have to be a lot more disciplined in my own life and catch it and i have all kinds of little tricks that i've devised to uh like push a re- a reset on my day or my life or my whatever you know so okay, that i can not, go okay this I, is- Yes. Sorry, this is the good stuff now. The tips and the is tricks. It? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, because, okay, now that we understand, and I think that's a great way to put it, emotions are the spikes, the um, erratic, um, the reactional stuff. Feelings are always there. They're not erratic, and, and usually actions result from that. I, I love that. Right. So if that's our baseline to work from, what are some of these tips and tricks, Terry, that you use to first understand, recognize, and then deal with? Um, first of all, it took a lot of practice, a lot of real intention went into, and just in daily life, right, but a lot of intention went into understanding the difference between when I'm feeling an emotion and when I'm feeling a feeling. 
And I didn't have any real explanation, so I've developed these little explanations over the years. Um, but really defining which I was feeling, or which I was experiencing, I should say, and learning to just kind of let the emotions go. And it's almost mm-hmm. like I developed the skill of bypassing, oh, okay, that's the emotion. It's like uh, I want to get to Whole Foods and I pass by McDonald's and Wendy's and Taco Bell to get to Whole Foods. <laughs> I know that I, these are not the things that I want to focus on. I want to get to Whole Foods and get some juice, right? Yeah. So Whole Foods would be an example of the feeling, obviously, and the others, the emotions, because they're the quick, quick fix, right? Emotions are kind of the quick fix, or we think, the quick whatever, So learning the difference within myself, how to identify which I was experiencing, was a big part of it. And so now over the years I've found that, you know, okay, so if I'm having a really rough day, and I'm sure you and I have talked about this, Janet and I are friends, and um, there are days if it's just like one of those things where I can't seem to get myself in a good space or I'm just grouchy or angry or scared or anxious or whatever it might be, a lot of times – if if my situation allows that day, I'll go upstairs and put my pajamas back on, get back into bed, pre just lay there for a little bit with my eyes closed. I don't go back to sleep. I just lay there for a little bit, call my dogs up like they would be there in the morning, and I pretend that I am starting my day over. Yeah. So I lay there just for a few minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes max, and then, okay, we're going to get up and start the day. And I come down. I don't care what time of day it is. I come down. I have more coffee. I pretend that I am starting that day over again, 100%. That's and I just awesome. So kind you of just reset the energy. Re- reset it. Exactly. Resetting yeah. the energy. I would think that perhaps even 15 minutes of meditation might be able to do that too. But I love the fact that you go Sometimes. through physicalness yeah if it's a right really bad sometimes one. meditation will work and sometimes frankly it doesn't for me anyway if the emotions are really strong so like today the emotions not necessarily strong but uh irritation so i guess we can lump that in with emotion just irritation from whatever i don't know um so i i went out on the hammock out back i live in in the forest in flagstaff so i go out in the hammock and i i've got my headphones on and i'm put it on meditation on uh, on YouTube, and flies kept landing on me. I couldn't <laughs> slow my mind down, which is not usually an issue for me, but today it was for whatever reason. Couldn't slow my mind down. The flies kept landing on me just here and there, one here and there. You know, there were like two flies that were just bugging me no end. So meditation was not going to happen. I came in, I tried to do meditation, I couldn't get comfy, nothing was right. <laughs> this wasn't working. You know, I mean... We all have those days sometimes where just mm-hmm. nothing feels right. So those are the days that I go back upstairs and I pretend to go to bed and I pretend to get back up again and reset my day and start all over again. And uh, and that, for me, that works. Now, sometimes it is just, uh, wow, everything is a little chaotic, so I'm turning off all the phones and I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to do a 20, 30 60-minute meditation, whatever it is, and I just kind of allow myself that time, and everything else gets put off, right? So it doesn't matter if people are coming at me from every direction. It doesn't matter if, uh, and in my line of work, because I do life coaching and readings and 
all kinds of different things. And so a lot of times I get people coming at me very frantically. And so I have to just shut everything down and I'm not thinking about bills or about what I have to do to get ready for the next event or I'm not thinking about any of that. It is only for this allotted amount of time for 30 minutes or whatever it might be, it is only that that time is meditation. That's it. So if that means I sometimes I need to hold something in my hands so that my mind has something to focus on, it can focus on the the thing touching my skin, you know, and mm-hmm. I can focus on that in my breathing. Um, there's just a whole lot of different things that I can do while I'm meditating to allow myself to go deeper and deeper and forget about everything on the outside. And yeah. when we're meditating, and that can be jogging, gardening, kayaking. It doesn't have to be sitting on the floor with your legs crossed, you know. Um, anything that gets your mind in that meditative state is is very powerful. So, Agreed. Um, yeah, and so that allows the – I'm sorry. That allows the um, feeling aspect to come forward a little bit. We just have to quiet those emotions. So, and physical activity is another thing I use. You know, go for a walk or get up and start, you know, playing with the dogs. I go outside and throw the ball for the dogs and um yeah. Does that help? Yeah, so just yeah, it's very helpful. So just it, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like um a, a break. <clears throat> And and yes. a restart. And I, I know when I go out hiking, and I've been hiking a lot lately because I need my feet on the earth. I need to feel grounded. I need to clear my mind, and that's the same as meditation for me. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's or or rafting, whitewater rafting, or something where you're fully mm-hmm. engaged in the moment. You're very present, and um, it's just astounding what a difference if you if you get on the raft in your crabby or you get on the on the trailhead and get your boots in the red dirt out here in the in in the flagstaff area yeah it's it's very calming and just like you say resets the energy we actually have a caller who i think wants us to bring them on so i did let people know in the chat room that questions and comments are more than welcome so uh, caller from 561 area code. I'm going to pull you over now. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? We're good. good how are you? Uh, not not too bad. Uh, this is my first time actually listening to the show. I came uh, I came across your title, uh, Feelings or Emotions, Do They Have a Difference? And mm-hmm. uh, I, I wanted to share a, that's a great, you know, a great question to ponder. And I wanted to share a story with y'all. Um, I just got a new job, and uh, I'm not I'm not a well man. I, I do have some medical issues, and they always have a summer softball uh, game that all the employees take uh, you know take part in. And you know I, I just did not feel up to it, but I didn't want to let my new employees down, so I ended up playing in the game. Believe it or not, I. Uh, I hit the ball, I'm running I'm running to first base, and as I'm sliding into first base, my rectum came out. And huh? it was just so embarrassing. 
And I don't know what emotions I was feeling. I was just embarrassed. They had to call 911. And now when I when I went back to my job, now they're all calling me, oh, look, look, oh, there's Rick, Lucy Poopy, Lucy Poopy. His rectum fell out at the softball game. What a Lucy Poopy. So it's wow. just, you know, I'm just embarrassed. Yeah, very embarrassed, you know. Do people have issues like that, you know? I didn't expect my right? rectum to fall out at the softball game. <laughs> Right. So, so does this bring up emotions when you're there, when you experience know. this, or have you kind of know. moved past it? I tried to move past it, but it's a hard thing when you get into the office every morning and oh, good morning, Lucy Poopy. So it's you know I don't know if I should go to HR with this or what I should do. Gotcha. Well, that's a really good example of a situation that could bring up all kinds of feelings and emotions, really. So, and it's allowing the emotional stuff to go by. So that's the spikes, the things you feel suddenly like that are triggered. Um, Emotions are triggered more easily than feelings. And, you know, it sounds to me like you're kind of trying to get to the feeling part of it rather than the emotional. Otherwise, you would have reacted somehow instead of sitting with what action should you take. No, exactly. I just, I don't appreciate, you know, the, the picking on me. I'm a 56-year-old man. Right. I do work with young, younger people. It's just, you know, I feel like I'm in high school again. Right. Well, and that's a lot of, you know, that brings us to another part of this is the society aspect of it, you know, is uh, one of the things that I had in my notes to talk about today was how do we hold ourselves together in our feeling zone when so many people around us are trying to trigger the emotion. Oh, my rectum's coming out again. It's loose. So anyway, you know, this is why we don't actually have a set time for um, the show's because you end up getting a lot of those kinds of people calling in, and you can't really tell if they're one of those right. people or not until a little bit into the conversation. So, but hey, well, you know I what? would think I'm not having an emotion about this. <laughs> well, there you go. I would think I that not. it's actually a good example. You know, like if you're playing softball at your company's softball game and something really embarrassing happens, and then people give you a hard time about it at work, if that were actually a situation, which it probably is for people, you know, I mean, we'll just use it, whatever. Sure. <laughs> I'm glad he had fun. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Party on, dude. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> those are situations that we come up against all the time in real life anyway. So he may have just been trolling, but... We can use it for the show anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm getting text messages saying this guy was hilarious. He does not need to call back in again, but people find this hilarious. But, yeah. Well, thank you, sir. And good luck right? with whatever is going on. Excuse me. So, so this, you know, that brings up, it was, was a part of my notes that, you know, how do we handle it in a world of emotional people when we're trying to come from a place of feeling rather than emotion. And that can be really challenging, you know? And so I, uh, sorry, 
I'm looking at um, different things we have going on here in the studio. I'm not good at multitasking anymore. <laughs> so they say that's good that you should focus on one thing at a time. It is, you know, I was very much a multitasker, and then my brain decided to have a mini stroke, and it was kind of the universe's way of going, knock it off. We've been telling you for a long time to knock it off. You're not knocking it off. Here you go. Here's a little mini stroke. And now I'm completely incapable. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not even a choice anymore. Right? (laughs) So what do you think in this, because we were kind of moving towards this a little bit, I think, before. Um, What do you think about when the world is so high in emotions and we're trying to come from or begin living a life where we're coming from feelings versus emotions, is that a challenge for you? Definitely a challenge for me. And it's such a challenge, especially these last few months, that I have to remove myself from the media <laughs> and I, I, or I take media in small bites and I recognize, oh, you're starting to get worked up about this, just let it go. Maybe you should turn it off well, you know, or get off social media or stop watching um, CNN or whatever station that you're you know, that I'm tuned into. Right. But yeah, it is, it's, it is very challenging and it has been more, more challenging um, recently. So this is, and relationships, and maybe that's a whole different topic, um, but. No, actually yeah, it's in watching, here. It's in the notes. <laughs> yeah. The media is it a whole nother and, uh, of, and yeah, relationships. Yeah. They're kind of the same inflaming thing sometimes. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, especially when you're in a relationship that is has been based on emotions. So mm-hmm. how do you turn it around, and how do you um, re- remove the emotions from something? Because now you have there's a synergy. It might be a an, a bad synergy, but it's a or a, a practice or a trend in how you communicate. A lot of reactive. Um, I call it cage fighting, you know, and I had to, and I actually had to say the other day, let's just stop the cage fighting. It's fun, but it's not healthy. So, you know, um, right. I, I yeah. don't find it fun, but I know a lot of people do. Yeah. It's um battle of wits sometimes and it can be playful, right. but it's also can be very harmful. Right. So, Let's um, so, address the media first. Excuse me. I have to keep muting myself while I'm talking. I'm sorry because I still have that cough. I'm trying not to let the coughs come into the show. Um, so one of the things that we run into is, and this, this addresses relationships as well, so they're all kind of, it's kind of tied in because the media really influences how we perceive our expected uh, the expected response life experience almost yeah. yeah yeah so you know for me i actually have people get upset with me because i don't get emotional until they get to know me and they because they think i'm being condescending or i'm you know and i'm really just holding that calm space and not going to the emotional place 
because it's not productive at all. It doesn't mean I don't have emotions. You know, I get them just like everybody else, but I just allow them to come and go like a wave while I hold space for that nice, still, calm water and allow Mm -hmm. the emotions to pass and allow the feelings to come in or to come forward, I should say. Yeah. And that's lovely. And so, and it is very calming, and it's and it and it's nice that to know that it can be a learned behavior. It yeah, it definitely can. It's like uh, strengthening a muscle. It's really right. just like you know. I used to be a bodybuilder way back in the day, and it's very much like when I was uh, doing the bodybuilding. It's just a mind, body, spirit thing instead. And so, <clears throat> the media tends to get people to strictly be in the emotional realm. Because if you think about um, what sells, it's drama, right? It's drama. We don't have a TV show or a movie or, right, nothing is sellable if there's not like the peaks and the valleys, you know? And so even in regular just songs, movies, TV shows, commercials, like everything that we have is developed to extract certain emotions. And then, you know, especially lately with the uh, news media, late, when I say lately, I mean like over the last 10, 12 years, whatever it might be, where it's really amped up. Now what they do is they actually use the media, whether it's news or entertainment, to uh, completely sort of control the masses in what they want them to be upset about, what they want them to be thinking about, and who they is, I don't know. But you can see a Mm -hmm. trend. So if there's a trend that is that complete, there's a they behind it somewhere, you know. Um, And so it's really this controlling of the masses, getting people riled up, getting people high, getting them low, getting them angry, getting them – happy in a separated manner, right? It's all about emotion. The other thing about emotion is that it separates. It's very divisive. Feelings don't divide. And so emotion, the emotional stuff, anytime that you see anything that's really pushing division, 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 separation, separation, us and them, us and them, and that's even like, football teams and baseball teams and my school versus your school. I mean, it it goes far beyond sports. Yeah. It goes far beyond racism or my country, your country. It's my dog breed, your dog breed. Like there is separation everywhere. It's crazy. And the only thing that creates that separation is an emotional charge. Right, Because if we didn't have the emotional charge, if everybody just liked, if say everybody liked NFL, right? And okay, so I happen to like the guys on this team or that team, but it's not emotional. And you like the guys mm-hmm. on, you know, say one person likes the Packers and one likes the Dolphins or something. I'm so, so football oriented. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> then there would be like, hey, our teams are playing Oh, we're going to beat you. We're going to beat you. But it wouldn't be this emotional charge. It could just be fun. Right. right. But that emotional thing that occurs that people just get crazed with it, 
That's because of all this separation and division, and that's what emotion does. Feelings allow us to, well, okay, you've got, this is your perspective, I've got my perspective, okay, you know, there really right. doesn't need yeah. to be a charge behind it. It's and only it's emotion. People... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was going to say, as people are getting more and more desensitized mm-hmm. with all of the technology and the separation of social, um, encouraging social, even interacting on a day-to-day basis, that they have to get a feed. You know, they feed on the charge right. of emotion. And yeah, it's, it's and it's usually destructive, mostly right. anyway. And yeah, it's not like right. you hear. You know, if you listen to the news, back to the media, I, I just want to mm-hmm. hear one good story. I want to hear right. one happy outcome. One uh, well, and good. Even when they do story. that, even when they do a happy story, they got to pull the emotion out of it, right? Oh yeah, the sorrow it, to the can't tears just be, of joy to the <laughs> right, right. It can't just be, hey, this dog ran away from home and a neighbor found him and brought him back. Wasn't that nice? No news story unless you really drama it up. You yeah, know? yeah. And so this is really um, kind of the basis of our society at this point. It's really a little scary because. Mm-hmm. What happens is, and I, I run into it all the time with life coaching and readings and that kind of thing, um, people don't understand that you can have a happy life with the feelings. You can have a deep, fulfilling, meaningful, happy life with the feelings without needing to go into the drama and the emotion, but they see it everywhere. And so a happy right. story is not a happy story unless there was major drama ahead of time. It can't be happy unless it was on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just said it can't be happy unless it was unhappy. Like somebody can't just have a happy childhood, go through school and learn to do what they want to do, get a job that they enjoy, make enough money to have a family and a home and everything's good, stay healthy and live to be 95. People actually get angry if that happens. Then their emotions get charged the other way. Who do you think you are? What, Why what, don't I have that? What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. wrong with you that everything's perfect? And so they get emotionally charged over just happy. If there's no drama, it freaks them out. If there's drama, they get dramatic. It's, and, and it's creating so much instability in our world, it's just a little hard to take, and, and it's easy to fall into. So yes. we do have another caller that I'm going to pull over, and I know this one, so I know they won't be like the other one. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to pull. One. Right, I'm going to pull the caller over. Okay. Hello, how are you? Hi. <laughs> the, the bar has been set high. Right. <laughs> yes, it has, hasn't it? <laughs> so let us have your name and your website, since I know who you are. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Let's promote you. Because you're one of us. Uh, and, and hi, Janet. It's Jen from PutTheLightHere.com. 
Thank you. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Nice to hear your voice. Nice to hear uh, you, too. So you had some interesting stuff um, about this topic. So let's hear what you got, lady. Yeah, and so my question is, because I've done a lot of the work that you've done in terms of Mm -hmm. um, dissolving the emotional body and just going into the feelings, and yet, and so I consider that I have no real emotional body left. Um, Okay. But there's like molecules inside of me that I can't seem to get to of emotion uh, that get triggered still sometimes. And I'm wondering, is it ever possible to get rid of those last little bits of emotion within me so that I can be purely feeling-based and not get triggered in these manners? Um, In my opinion... Um, I, I haven't experienced, let me, let me put it that way. I haven't experienced that happening. Um, now you, you stayed with me for a long time. And so I don't know what your story might be. (laughs) It's different than mine, but I think I'm pretty good at, um, seeing the emotions when they come in and letting them pass. Because I think it's just a part of earth life. We have these things occur so much around us, and especially people who are empathic, which you are very empathic. I don't know that it's our own emotions, but there's that Mm -hmm. um, human tendency to receive or pick up emotions. And so I would say it's probably more... um, I would think it's more of a just really honing the skill of, oh, that's an emotion, okay, and flushing it out or whatever your style might be, you know, not necessarily having to experience it if you don't want to. That's the emotion. What's the feeling, you know? And even possibly and just kind questioning of if it is your, I'm sorry, and, and no, even ahead. possibly questioning if it is your own emotion. As you're saying with empaths, am I picking this up from somebody else or is this that last right. bit in me, as you mentioned, Jen? Yeah. Right. I yeah, because I don't we know if an... we can get rid of it. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I think we need an app for that to, <laughs> to remind <laughs> oh my us. God, that's such ours. a good idea. <laughs> that's uh, a good idea. Yeah, because that's right, because it, it's like it does come in and it finds that little molecule. I'm just, that's my terminology. And that little molecule in me gets amplified by the collective rage or, or anger or whatever it might be that day. And so we right. wonder, like, we've done all of this work. Why would we be feeling so amped up? Um, but it's not ours, like you say, which I sometimes need to be reminded. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know um, if we ever get rid of that entirely or if the possibility is there to simply um, 
have it occur and not have it affect us. You know, on the on the rare occasions that it does occur, maybe we just see it and don't get affected by it all that much. You know? Okay. But it definitely takes a lot of practice. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll add it to the list. <laughs> right. But you tell me if you ever totally get rid of it because then we'll know it was possible. <laughs> right. I am a purist. Uh, yes, like you there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay. Uh, is there anything <laughs> else that you wanna, anything else that you wanna share or ask about while you're on with us at the moment? Uh, you know, it, I don't really have any other questions at the moment, but I, I could okay. generate <laughs> questions if needed. But I won't. Well, that's okay. I have a I whole won't. list of things that we were gonna get to, so. I, w- yes. I just wanted to second the the what the discussion you guys were having right before I came on, which was it's like people can't get interested in anything unless there's drama in it, and I see mm-hmm. that in my own life with friends who are don't don't necessarily know how emotional they really are and how overly dramatic they are, and I try to tell them a story about my life, which is pretty interesting if you know me in my life, and yet mm-hmm. they get so bored, like they're almost snoozing while I'm talking to them and telling them these stories because there's no drama. And yet then right. they tell me what's going on with their day and they spend like 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes telling me something that is really meaningless. Like there's no right. content there, but I've just had to listen to all this drama and melodrama and stuff. And it's, yeah, it would, it would be nice. <laughs> right. Let's just fix that. this. Let's clean this up. Yeah. Yeah, so emotion and drama is definitely lower consciousness living. Yeah. And so if you if somebody finds that they're surrounded by people that do a lot of that, it's easy to get sucked in um to doing that yourself even if that's not your nature. But if you, you know, if you find that there's a lot of that around you, you may want to kind of shift it up because it's not we tend to think that that's everybody and it's not really people who are doing things Mm. with their life and who are moving forward and who are living in a higher state of consciousness don't feel the need to go on and on and on about the drama and the melodrama and the you know just all of that instead they're working on things that they feel passionately about that they are very excited about that they not the emotional because Excitement can be emotion too, but it can be feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's, is it spiky or is it like slow burning, just constantly there, you know? And so um, I think it's really important to look around and see, are you surrounded by people who are doing a lot of that? And then making sure that you, like I know, Jen, you make sure that you have a lot of time to yourself to not fall into that. And you know, we all kind of try to connect with higher consciousness people so that it's not just all drama all the time because it allows us to get together with people who are in their feelings more so than their emotions. Right. So, um, yeah, it can be a bit much because it will also pull you into it if you're not careful. And that kind of goes to the how do we handle being in a world where that's the norm and 
moving past the emotion and living from the feelings is not the norm at the moment. And so, um, Janet, what do you find is your biggest challenge with that? My biggest challenge is unplugging from media and then feeling like I am out of the out of touch and not in touch with with local or um, global politics or what's happening in the world. So, I mean, that might seem like a really strange thing, but that's the first thing that came to mind. I have to right. remove well, myself from media. So yeah. so often, and that it's like okay, now I need to go and do uh, an informed search on, uh, you know, a recap of what's happened in the world without getting right. into all of the, yeah, reactionary stuff. But sometimes, yeah, yeah I feel sources, like I'm out of the loop. Yeah, finding sources that are not playing on the emotions is very difficult, and so I'm I'm kind of the opposite. So I stay away from the media. And I tune in once in a great while. I get the urge to, okay, let's see what's happening, you know, um, and have to try to find a way to uh, to find an unemotional just accounting of what's happening, just the facts, you know. Yeah. If you want an intelligent so. conversation with somebody and, uh, and, and then sometimes they feel like, huh, you know, I, it, it's okay if I've been on tour for a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I've just shut off everything for a week out of, I just need to be out of the rat race for a while. Um, and then you sit down with a group of people and there is a good, a good, hearty, intelligent conversation happening and you don't have anything um, to, to contribute. That's, that's one of my challenges. Okay. So, yeah, I <laughs> that, mean, that's there been my is. whole life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's becoming more and more mine too. <laughs> because what, then what you're having anymore. opinions on, in a lot of cases, not always, I get what you're saying, but in a lot of cases what you're needing to have opinions on are, are responses to their emotional opinions, whatever, you know. So it's it's really just, a, especially when you're talking politics at this point, it tends to be a meeting of, emotional stances with some facts. Yeah, but it's world events. You know, like world events. Oh, there was an earthquake here. I didn't even know. I mean, things like everything from, yes, politics is the most, you know, emotional topic of the day, but but everything. So forest fires in Idaho, that's going to affect my trip in Wyoming. You know, all of that. So every once in a while, I'll get a sharp reminder that okay, you just have to find sources that aren't right that don't prone to flare up your emotions. Yeah, right. So and then let's of course, talk a little bit. Oh, go ahead. I think you're going where I was going. Go ahead, please. I was going to say, you know, you have the, um, you know, I because I'm a nerd, kind of. I um just for fun study marketing, right, and have for ever right. and ever. And, you know, there's a lot of and sales and that kind of thing. Um, and there's, there's just fortunes spent on trainings that do nothing but teach you how to play on the emotions of people to get you, for you to get them to do what you want them to do. And so this has become a very uh, acceptable 
manner of living, whether it's personal relationships or business relationships or big big brother media stuff, whatever it might be. This is just all around us at this point. And what they do is they they teach us to completely ignore our feelings. So you go into to buy a car, say, and your gut is saying, I really want, you know, this blue one over here, but the salesman is somehow triggering your emotions about, you know, maybe you've got kids and the safety of this white one over here, and it's everything you don't want, but they manage to get you to buy it strictly on your emotions. Mm-hmm. And then you buy this oh, yeah. car that Industry. you can't stand, right? Mm-hmm. And and they've they've won. Now you have this car that every time you get in it, you feel resentment. Oh, what's that? An emotion. And you're spewing mm-hmm. resentment every time you drive this car. You know, when your gut told you get this blue one and there was no reason not to get the blue one. And, you know, and so it could have been that every time you got in the car, it could have been a reaffirming kind of sensation that I followed my gut. I did the right thing, you know. Um, I love this so car. It's, it's a great car. It, right? it takes me from here to there. It's very reliable. It looks sporty, too. I enjoy I'm it. I'm glad I made this choice. Yes. This right. is an enjoyable so, experience. Yeah. With something as, I'm going to say little as a car, although it's not that little, when you think about you get in it, you get out of it, you drive in it, you, you know, yeah. some people half live in their car, for heaven's sakes, with the commuting and the whatever. And so every moment that you're in that car, you're self-talking. So if you're in the blue car, it's you went with your feelings and you can feel. If you're in this other white car that you emotionally were manipulated into buying, you feel nothing but emotion because your feelings mm, can't yeah. even get through. Yeah. And so it's, it's something seemingly like, I mean, yes, it's a big deal, but a lot of people I don't think grasp what a big deal it is. And it's the same with our clothing, you know. Oh, so-and-so doesn't like me to wear the color orange, but I love the color orange, you know. And you can't, then you let their, their triggering your emotions lead you to not wearing a color that you love. It's just all around us, small things, big things. You know, we just get manipulated all of the time and don't even realize it. And we are manipulating people if we're not aware. Yeah. And that's another side yeah. to this is if people can begin to ascertain their emotions versus their feelings, <clears throat> perhaps they will stop inadvertently manipulating others. So, Jen, you used to kind of work in, I guess it's okay to say because it's on your website, you used to work (laughs) with the government, right? And so did you see a little manipulation happening there? (laughs) And I won't say which government. Yeah. (laughs) You know, unless you want to, but, excuse me. Um, Did you... Are you there still? I'm here. Yep. Okay. I just just saw your text. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how did you see emotions trumping feelings in the government arena that you worked in? Specifically in the offices that I at like the level of the offices or at large any anything in your experience that you saw? I mean, it could be any level, really. 
I saw a lot of oppression of the people around me. And I work with very, very smart people who, if they were out on their own in a free environment where they weren't being manipulated or, or controlled in some manner and not necessarily in, in a harmful way, but, but controlled, I'll mm-hmm. use that word, would go so far in their lives and careers because they would have no limitations placed on them. And yet in the environment in which I worked, it was very um, negative and very toxic and, and they were kept small and controlled and in the sense that our senior, um, the, the seniors above us and maybe another level above us, um, didn't really reward good performance. And so it's almost like you had a, a group of people who were made to feel small and that there were significant limitations placed on them. And after a while, you just stop trying and you stop going okay. into your feeling of you. It's almost like your feelings get dulled and numbed because no matter how excited you get in, in terms of feeling in doing well or doing better or trying harder or striving for a promotion or, or trying to go elsewhere in, in within the government, you know, making a lateral move to another office. You just, it's almost like that gets shut down. So your heart kind of gets shut down and people were just like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be here forever for the rest of my career. I'll make the best of it. And I saw a lot of lights go out and souls die over the period of time that I was there because on the right. emotional level, they were being, controlled in a manner that just basically said, this is as far as you're going to go. Um, and that shut them down. If that answers your right. question. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the feeling of what I'm hearing you kind of say is that, or what I'm feeling from it is that the self-confidence and the self-assurance and the trusting your gut and being seen in a healthy manner was kind of squashed and then the whole place was sort of run more on emotions than feelings. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. So, <laughs> Which is why I'm no longer there. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to be in high consciousness and be there at the same time, I would imagine. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, we have that manipulation going on in workplaces as well. And so I do think that that's why there are so many people now kind of um, stepping out of workplaces and finding their own way to do things because I think there's a, there's a higher level of people who are becoming kind of fed up with the emotion. Um, I don't know if, if that had anything to do with your shift, Janet, but would you say that that had anything to do with you shifting – from more of the corporate world to running adventure tours for women? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm laughing because when you said it, it's like just so clear. Um, yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, you and there's so much <clears throat> politics in a corporate environment. And there's, mm-hmm. um, as Jen said, the deadening of dreams. And the drive really isn't encouraged unless you're a production machine. You know, as long as you're making money for them, it doesn't matter what your life is or what's, what, how you'd like it to be. Just keep producing. And then you produce to a level, and then you're expected to produce more. And, you know, do less with more. And 
it's it is it's it it is um terribly emotional environment and it also squelches your creativity you know i've always been right. one that said that says ask uh for forgiveness instead of permission but that is right. you know more <laughs> and more that's getting harder to do i can do that right. with with my with this new venture and it's you know i've got the passion back and i I love people again, and my, you know, it's it's very uh, feeling based, very natural, and and uh, very pleasing. So I'm going to just encourage listeners because most listeners will hear this on the archives. I'm going to encourage them to back that up just a little bit, back the little thingy up to listen to Janet when she started speaking about how oppressive it is and how it's such an emotional environment. Listen to the tone of her voice. And then when she starts talking about doing her own thing, how the voice (laughs) tone changes, that is somebody getting into their feelings. So Janet, I'm going to encourage you to listen to that part as well, because as you're speaking about doing your own thing, it shifts immediately. You are in your feelings. That Mm. is a person speaking from their feelings. Thank you for, for pointing out that example helpful. Thank Absolutely. You. Yeah. And so it's, it's a real shift. That's a noticeable change when somebody goes from emotion based to feeling based. So one of the things that um, we have about 20 minutes left or, you know, if either one of you guys needs to go just, you know, let me know or whatever. And um, I usually, I'm trying to do these for an hour and a half because an hour is just too short. So um, now I totally lost where I was going. Right. Look at your bullet points. I should I should back <laughs> my little thing up. So I have no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> well, we were talking about the difference when you when it's very passionate. It even changes in your voice and how you present your thing because right. that's the feeling versus emotion. So, well, <laughs> thank you. I don't know if this is where yeah. I was going or not, but it's where I'm going now. So. Okay. okay. There is a result of that little mini stroke right there. Perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us, babe. <laughs> oh yeah. Gives yeah. me all kinds of uh, excuses for being flighty. I guess I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> so one of the things that you can do to kind of get a feel for if you're in your feelings or out of your feelings is how are you feeling when you're speaking. What is your experience when you're speaking? And you'll find when you're coming from a feeling, a place of feeling, it's coming really from your core. And when it's not from your feelings, it's coming more from an intellectual space. And so you don't necessarily feel it in your core. So the way you were talking earlier, Janet, about emotions being kind of you feel it in your body – I think you do. You feel like the tingly or the rush of adrenaline, or but that's in your yes. body. It's not in your core, not in not in the real heart of you, you know. Right. And so, that's a good way to tell which am I in right now. If you're feeling it, like in your arms, your legs, your hands, your feet, that kind of thing, that's emotion. If you're feeling hmm. it in your heart, down in the core of you. Um, just in the core of your torso, that tends to be more feeling. Well, that's a good differentiation. Thank you. Yeah. It's funny. They're just coming yeah. out on the show. I didn't have them before the show. So, oh, we have more um, guests? 
No, no. I'm muting so I don't cough all over you guys. So mm. I'm muting and coming back. <laughs> Allergies. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, so one of the things that I do is I offer classes to help people learn some of this stuff. Um, and so you can find some of the things I do at mysticaltruth.com. Again, that's mysticaltruth.com. And I do life coaching where this is a big part of the life coaching that we work on is helping people to understand which is emotion, which is feeling. Because even if, you know, I've worked with people who are, you know, in in kind of prominent government jobs that, you know, I don't talk about having worked with them and I've worked with um, people who are high up in businesses like CEOs of big companies and that kind of thing. And this is actually one of the most profound things that that they work on in our life coaching is this emotion versus feelings because it helps them in all of the aspects of their lives. And so this is a big one for people to get. And I just think it's um, it's important to understand how to differentiate between the two, how to get past the emotions, how to let the feelings let themselves be known without being afraid of them. Sometimes people are afraid of them. I think they think that, well, if the emotions are this intense, what are the feelings going to be? You know, mm-hmm. like it's scary, you know, and it's, it's a much healthier version. It's not the spikes, you know, it's spikes in the valleys. Um, and so the other thing that I wanted to address is one of the benefits of learning this and figuring out how to shift between the two is uh, your health. So if you think about something that was incredibly emotional, that really just spiked your emotions through the roof, all of the biochemical stuff that occurs in your body is very damaging. It's very detrimental. It messes up your brain. It messes up, it creates an acidic environment in your body which then can lead to more diseases and just all kinds of things. Um, so I mean, everybody kind of knows that stress is, is unhealthy at this point, and emotions are what create that biochemical response that stresses your body out. It shuts your adrenals down after a while. It just all kinds of things that are not good for your physical body. So if you can shift from your emotions to your feelings – then your body is kind of talking to you, it stays calm, stuff can be going crazy around you, and you don't have to have those biochemical responses. Um, When we learn to kind of go from our emotions to our feelings and we start learning how how to work with our feelings, we tend not to drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, do drugs, overeat, undereat, whatever it might be. It's so much of that is emotional. Um, so, Janet? Yes. <laughs> Would you say that when emotions are running high, it's more difficult to do what you are choosing, really wanting to do for your body? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it, and and you, you're absolutely right. You know, I... I lost uh, 50 pounds over the last couple of years, and most of the reason for that is that I really I, I removed a lot of stress in my life. I changed my life, 
Um, but the stress is, was all wound up in the emotions. And then likewise, when I'm having um, a bad day or there's people, you know, you're with a group of people and like, oh, that was a really, that was a really horrible experience. So we went through so many layoffs and um, through the corporate world. And the first thing everybody wanted to do is go out, let's go out and have a drink. You know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's very connected. Which is also, yeah. I mean, that most definitely is a learned response, right? Because that's what we're taught right. all through society. To, oh, you're upset? Go do this, go do that, go do the other. Eat you know, or this drink is just what you or, do. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, so, you know, no little tiny aspect of this is the health issues. Um, that, you know, this is why, like, monks and just yogis, Jen, I'll give yogis their props. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all, of, all of these people who learn how to not live within that emotional state, but instead to explore the feeling state, these typically are the people who live uh, to be older, healthier, whatever it might be, usually if they, if they leave the physical body, it's because they chose to, not because they got riddled with disease, you know? Right. Um, and so it speaks highly. This is, this is probably the core thing, um, I would say, to most of the raise in consciousness, the rise in your healthy body, um, you know, I'll I'll bring up a friend of mine who who recently passed away. Um, who's still a little sore to talk about because <laughs> loved yeah. him very much. But you know, a couple of days before he passed, he was very young, suddenly riddled with cancer, and he was the cleanest living person I had ever known in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Completely holistic. Just he did everything you're supposed to do, you know. Um, and so a few days before he passed, he called me. And he said, you know, he had been just so confused about what, how could this happen to him when he did everything you're supposed to do, but he realized that he had never gotten this. And we had this conversation just a few days before he passed, and it was, you know, I wish I had worked more with you on learning this stuff instead of spending all my time focusing on, you know, dealing with the physical body only. I mean, he meditated, and he was very spiritual. He was an amazing energy healer, and but he didn't take time to get to this part of things, you know. And and so that was very profound for me, and that's one of the reasons we're doing this show uh, today is because he's been with me a lot recently, and um, that phone call replays in my head over and over. You know, it was kind of that last moment, oh, shit excuse my language people, but that's why we're PG-13. So um, (laughs) so it was that last minute, oh, because he didn't get a handle on this, no matter what he did with his body, that emotional roller coaster was able to take its effect on the physical, you know, Mm. and – and so it, it can be very profound, just, just getting this one little thing. A lot of people ask, what, what can I do to change my life? This is it. One nugget, so, yes. 
Yeah, this is the biggie, I think. Um, so we have about 10 minutes left. Is there any aspect of this that either one of you would like to see us cover that we haven't? There was one thing that I was thinking as you were just talking about um, emotions and how people react to them. If mm-hmm. I, if you don't mind if I share? Oh, Please. definitely. Oh, okay. Um, and it was, if we feel an emotion and we react to that emotion with those lower consciousness techniques or responses, that society tells us is what we should do, you know, drink it away, you know, numb the pain, eat it away, things like that, right? We're actually making the issue larger because we're basically putting fuel on the fire within us, whatever has caught, whatever within us has caused that emotion to be present in our body. But if we can sit with the emotion and use a technique that actually bleeds off the emotion and bleeds off the um, fundamental cause in us of why we have that, then we would react. We would eventually get to the state where we're, we have no emotional body really to react from, and we're coming from the feeling state. Does that make sense? Like we need to flip our response 180 degrees. Right. Makes total. Yeah, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, and so you know, what's happening is what I – what I would say you're talking about is when we react the way that society teaches us to react, we go drink or eat or whatever, we're feeding the emotion and it becomes larger, right? Isn't that kind of what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that then clouds the ability to find the feeling that's actually under it. Right. Right. Yes. That's a really good point, Jen. I'm glad you made that. Yes. Yeah, and so is there and a there technique was, that you know of that you share, or no? Absolutely, and this was, you know, when I was going through an extremely intense phase of my own life, um, where I was feeling emotions at a crazy level, um, almost constantly for I didn't even know what reason. I would always say, you know, and I would, when my tendency was to go get ice cream or go get wine or whatever it was at the time, I would say, okay, Jen you're going to try this technique for three minutes. And at the end of three minutes, if you still want the ice cream or whatever it was, then you Mm -hmm. can have it, but at least we're going to pause. And so what I would do is I had two main tools that were very portable and very easy. One was mantra, which is designed to bleed off these types of frequencies. Um, And the other was homeopathic remedies, which does the same thing. And they work, they work instantly. Um, yeah. So, those so were great. if I'm not mistaken, the box flower remedies are one of the things that you use? Those were exactly what I used, yeah. Yeah. Just so we can let people know, you can. it's B-A-C-H, box flower remedies. Look into them. They're huge. And the mantras, I mean, when you were here, I just saw what a difference they they would make, you know? And, um, yeah. So those are, those are two really good tools and resources. Um, yeah, I... So, Janet, what do you do when you're wanting to let I, the emotion pass? You know, aromatherapy has been um, kind of a quick hit. Um, lavender okay. always works for me. It helps a lot, especially when I'm in, for instance, in airplanes and, and environments where you're kind of trapped and you, you can be easily agitated. 
I can be easily educated. So, I mean, it's, you know, or just um, um, another thing that I do is I pull on my fingers just very gently, each of the fingers mm-hmm. um, and the palms of my hands, because I know they're all, they're all pressure points and they're relief points. Um, and just tell myself to take a step back, chill out. Like I said before, nice. not my circus, not my monkeys. Don't get tied into this. It's not worth it. Just breathe. Right. Nice. Good. Yeah, aromatherapy is is really, it definitely works for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and Janet, we didn't do this before, but we only have five minutes left. Can you give people your website so they can kind of see about your tours and how they can perhaps connect to. with you and go do some cool stuff? Yes, please. Uh, yes, my they tour. Uh, they can find me at www.canyoncalling.com. That's canyoncalling.com. Okay. And nice. I'm also yeah, and that's that's the best way to check out our website. Okay. Would love to hear from you. Yeah, thank you. And what do you do? You have anything in particular coming up that would be good for people who are getting out of the emotions and into the feelings? What trips do you have oh, in the next man, year or so? Do I? That you would recommend? Um, yeah. Well, I, uh, coming up this fall, we've got a great trip to Costa Rica. It's in November, and we do zip lighting and water rafting and horseback riding on a beach, and it just lush, gorgeous. There's a little. Um, we go into Tortuguero, and we see the baby turtles hatchlings, and they run to the sea. Oh. I mean, these are just incredible experiences. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. You got to come. Nice. Talk about and, getting uh, in your feelings. Wow. Yeah, exactly. It's, Very nice. It's a lovely trip. <clears throat> well, I definitely encourage people to come check you out. And, Jen, you offer services as well. I want to definitely let people know about that. Um, you're very unique, and I have had Jen work with my energy often, and it's a very high level uh, of energy work. And of You offer readings, yes? Yes, I do. Okay, so it's putthelighthere.com. You can find out more about Jen. She's a very interesting young lady and a very competent healer. She has come to be over the years. and um, So I definitely encourage people to find out more about her. I am able to be found at mysticaltruth.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Mystical Truth, Truth Light, Terry Gillen. <laughs> I, have, I think I have 10 <laughs> pages on Facebook at this point. Um, and so, but mysticaltruth.com is the best way to check out what's going on and you can schedule readings through there with me as well. Um, and so we have about three minutes left. Um, the one thing I, we didn't touch on that I would like to is some of the benefits of really, I mean, we've talked about some of the benefits, but just to kind of put it in a nutshell, when you are able to master the emotion versus feeling within yourself and decide which one you would like to have come forward and you choose the feeling aspect a little more often, you really start to bring about self-healing, brings about clarity, relaxation. These are all things that really help clear your mind, help keep your body clear, help your relationships stay balanced and healthy. Um, you know, it's it's just so powerful. Now, I will say the one thing that you may find is when you start getting a handle on this, 
you may find that the relationships in your life change because you don't want the drama anymore. You find that peace in your feelings. You find how amazing it is to have your feelings rather than the emotions, and you tend to not go to the same places or hang out with the same people in some cases, not always. Um, but it's kind of like you graduate up to a, a healthier, happier version of life, I would say. Would you guys say that? Yes, and of yourself, a happier, healthier version of yourself. And you can yeah. only then produce more positivity from that. Right. Yeah. So I thank you both for being with me. We have just a little thank over a minute. Having. So I'm just going to quickly say that, you know, we have some events coming up in Arizona, a few in Flagstaff and some that are going to be down in Scottsdale. We're going to have a full weekend uh, I believe it's the last weekend in October, right, Janet? October. Yes, the 27th yes. to the 29th of October. Okay. So we are going to have an entire weekend of cool tools and introducing people to their guardian angels and just all kinds of neat things. So look, you know, look into that and uh, think about joining us in Scottsdale, Arizona. And we have lots of stuff going on in Flagstaff, Arizona. And I thank you girls for joining me and uh, – Join us again, I believe, Friday at at 8 o'clock Pacific, I think, is the next show that we have. And uh, I might be by myself. I might have guests. You never know. It's just always a surprise. <laughs> so, it was a lot of fun. Right. Thanks, Terry. <laughs> thank you so much, you guys. And uh, everybody, thanks for joining us, and I hope you come back again. Thank you. Cheers.